Hello and welcome back to The Flowering Compass, a teen's journey to self-discovery. My name is Maddie Seal and today on the show we have Sophia. Sophia is a rising seventh grader, so not quite a teen yet. She enjoys theater and was recently in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Sophia hopes to do more theater in the future. She's also very academic and strives to graduate with several college credits. A few other things about Sophia is that she played piano for six years. She used to be in Girl Scouts and in her own words, she is a huge dork and a professional short person. Welcome to the show, Sophia. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. And I would love it if you would give us a bit of background about yourself. Just a few other little things about you. Okay. So like Maddie said, my name is Sophia. Um, I'm going into seventh grade. I love all things Star Wars, Harry Potter, and marine biology, specifically bioluminescence and sharks. So... Wow, very cool. And where are you currently on your journey to self-discovery? Well, I'm, I, I think I kind of know, know who I am. Um, there are a couple things I haven't worked out, but all in all, I know what I like. I know how I like to act, and I know what I like to wear. Um, my big struggle is being confident with that and um, being okay to just be like that all the time. Why don't you feel confident in yourself just to be who you are around people? Sometimes I feel like I'm very awkward because I'm not naturally cool or like, yeah, just cool in general person at all. Um, I'm very awkward and I say um a lot for some reason, but that's off topic. (laughs) Yeah, I tend to say um a lot. It's, you know, it's a habit that I think a lot of people have. It's a hard habit to break too. You're like, um, 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 yeah, very off topic, but I definitely feel you, um, and then you kind of talked about a little, but what is the biggest challenge you faced? Um, for me, my big challenge is um, just kind of accepting myself because I'm highly self-critical. Um, so I'll get upset at, um, or like mad at myself if something doesn't turn out the way I want to because I'm, I'm very much a perfectionist. I'm still getting over that, but I've gotten a lot better over the years. I said that like I was in my 30s. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Self, to be a perfectionist is so hard because you just want to make sure everything's so perfect. And it's like, no, everything can't be perfect. Deep breaths, deep breaths. Yeah. Um, and how, how have you kind of over been able to overcome that idea of perfectionism? Do you just just leave things as they are or what's your process of overcoming that? I've started um, thinking that per- um, I started um, thinking to myself that perfection is a non-entity. Um, everyone has a different definition of it. And if I just slightly tweak mine to instead of perfection being exactly how I think it should be perfection being how the best I can do, I get like a lot better at it. Um, I get a lot better about not like fixing little things and drawing or in my room or anything like that or about myself even. Yeah. Wow. That's really neat. Um, and then you talked a bit about how kind of you struggle with self-confidence, how you're kind of afraid to be yourself around people. What are, what are your just thoughts on that? Like kind of self-confidence, self-esteem? Well, I, um, self-esteem is like a big struggle for a lot of people. Um, particularly like teens and 
and young adults. I don't know why I said that, but um, particularly in teens because they um, they want to be like how everyone else is, and but most people aren't themselves. And I feel like um, what once people start being once people start being themselves more and stop kind of pretending to be someone else or acting a certain way, I feel like we'll be um, as a whole will be a lot more um, accepting of that. And once we're more accepting of it, um, progressively it will um, more and more people will, will be kind of themselves. And it's just a huge cycle of once this happens, this can happen, which will cause more of it to happen. Yeah. And that's a really good way to put it. What are some of the biggest influences just in your life in general? And then also when it comes to how you view yourself? Um, I feel like a lot of fictional characters and fictional um, mediums like books and um, movies help me a lot because most of the characters to make it a good to make it a good piece of writing or a good movie, the characters have to be relatable. And um, this usually means giving them flaws. So when you look at a character and it's easier for you to project yourself on them and they do something wrong but they move on with the story, it kind of shows you, you can do it as well. And you don't have to dwell on small things or it's okay to be a perfectionist or kind of awkward. What kind of characters do you um, like project onto yourself? Um, I especially like to use Harry Potter. Um, For a while, Hermione Granger was kind of like that for me. She, he was, um, I'm also short, puffy hair, um, buck tooth girl. And I kind of, and seeing her do that as well. And then also like be the one, the main female hero of the story is just really inspiring. And, um, do you struggle with your self-image at all, Sophia? Sometimes I, I do. It's, um, I like dressing a certain way, acting a certain way. And sometimes I'll look back at what I said and be like, Oh, that was a weird thing to say and realize I'm being awkward and I'll try to stop myself. But then I, I just realized that, that um, stopping yourself is a lot uh, is like, it's more difficult for yourself. Cause then you bottle up all these feelings and th- this does damage your mental health. So, Oh, so I, though I don't like everything about myself, I don't dwell on it. You've said the word awkward several times and referring to yourself as just awkward in general. When you say awkward, what exactly do you mean? Well, when I say awkward, I mean um, kind of being weird or being different. And I never use awkward as like a bad thing. I use it just as like a, a word that's in place for different or just kind of weird, you know, which I, again, it's not a bad thing. Um, but it is like something where I am weird and I am kind of just different. Um, so, so sometimes it's harder to like, um, like act, act the same as other people, which is a big thing because sometimes you, you feel like you're expected to act the same way as other people. And, um, but we all are a little bit awkward, a little bit weird. Um, and that's okay. Because you, you you view yourself as kind of like awkward or a little weird and different, do you sometimes have struggle? Str- do you sometimes struggle accepting yourself because of that? Yeah, sometimes I do. My room is 
um, is a great example where it's just covered in kind of like weird old art or, um, or old movie posters. And I think that that's probably not what most people's room look, looks like though it probably is. And that maybe it should look more like something else. But I do realize that, um, if I try to change things about myself, I won't like myself as much. And that's a big thing too. It's important to find like self-confidence. And if you're always trying to change things, it makes it harder to be confident in yourself because you're not yourself. Um, you mentioned your room and how, um, you know, your room has, is, is a bit different. So would you say your room is kind of how you express yourself or what are some methods or ways that you use to express yourself? I, um, I like doing it in design, kind of like how I dress. I'll dress like according to my emotions, um, or, or I do use my room, but the other thing I like to do is I like to like paint and draw and I'm not particularly amazing at either of those things. There are many people who I consider better, but I think that that's okay and that I still do what I can. And it is just a medium of expression, which is really important for people to have. What advice would you give to someone who is struggling to express who they are? I would say that if someone, if you find that you're changing yourself for someone at school or if you're trying to act differently, then is that person really worth it? Um, like at school, a lot of times you can see people um, trying to fit in and trying to be liked so that things all so that they think will pe- people will like them. But if you get down to it, do they really like you or do they like this other per, um, this other person that you're creating? It's important to see that kind of what's the difference between you and the, the person you, you make to please people. Yeah, that's and, a really powerful. Yeah. yeah, that's a really powerful message. This idea of, you know, are they worth it? And have you had friends in your life whom you've changed for and whom you've had to realize that, oh, I'm changing for them and you've just had to kind of accept that and how have you dealt with that I have um oftentimes I I like want to make people happy and so like if they want you you can tell when people want want um you to act a certain way want you to be comforting want you to listen to them and wants want you to not talk so sometimes I will like behave a different way and when I realize it I'll I'll start I'll start um, moving away from that person. I'll start um, acting more like myself. And eventually once I do feel more confident, I'll, I'll try to hang out with them again. And if they're not, um, if they're not treating me the same way, um, then I'll stop hanging out with them. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice. Um, this idea that if, you know, if people can't accept you for who you are or want you to be a different way, then you should start to move away from them. And are there any other experiences you've had that are kind of similar in your own personal, you know, just other experiences that are similar? I feel like sometimes I get nervous because I, I'll, um, I'll do something and I feel like, oh, they're not going to like that I did that or that's not normal. Um, and I'll, I'll do the same thing. I'll start being like, well, did, did I do something wrong or did I do something 
that's different. And once I kind of find that um, line, I'll, um, I'll, I'll start seeing that it's okay. Either it's okay what I did or I did actually mess up. And then I'll go back to the situation and reapply myself. But if I find that I was just being myself or being different, then I'll, then I'll um, start, stop think. I'll focus on something else rather than situation and then just let it play out. Because if I, if I didn't mess up, then I have nothing to apologize for. And at this point, what I did is out of my control. However I feel about it, it's out of my control and we should just like, focus on something else let the situation play out yeah and that's an important message to not be apologetic for who you are to just be you and for someone who's not exactly sure what the line is how would you explain to someone the line between actually doing something wrong and just simply being different or not being exactly who your friends want you to be well if you're doing something wrong um you might think they think that doing something wrong is breaking the rule, but sometimes rules are, I, I'm, they're not fair. Um, so you, you need to think, so you need to think deeper than just rules. Doing something wrong is doing something that you know will hurt someone, will like hurt someone emotionally or physically. Um, and that's when you're doing something wrong. Being different is just, um, doing something in, in um, Thinking diff- out of the box, being um, not being the same as anyone else, being unique. So, oh, once you realize, am I hurting someone? Will this hurt someone or myself in the future? If the answer is no, then you didn't do anything wrong. It's okay if maybe your friends think that, oh, that's weird or, or that's not like right in the sense that that's not how it should be. Um, as long as you aren't hurting them or yourself directly, then you have nothing to apologize for. Earlier, you stated that you feel quite confident in who you are. You know, you know what you like, you know how you want to dress, and you just feel very confident in who you are. How did you get to that point? And was there a point where you were very confused about who you were? There was a point where I was confused. Um, I, I got to the extreme, like I, I thought that, dresses made me, made me feel as well good in them or um maybe it made me feel like I was I was too girly or whatnot but um I, I I've been getting over that I I don't love wearing dresses but I will wear them now because um if I do genuinely like the dress I don't um or like to do something I don't think really about what other people will think about it. Um, so I go through like a lot of trial and error where I'll, where I'll be influenced by someone and, and then I'll think, do I actually like to do this? Um, and then if I don't, I'll take a step back and, and um, try something else. Like refocusing is very important. I, I'm using that term a lot. Yeah. And final kind of big question is, what advice do you have for someone who is struggling to figure out who they are? Well, I would say um, that think. So do your friend, um, a lot of times um, your friends might say, oh, this, doing this is so cool or dressing this way is more, is like more cool now. Um, 
and then you might see yourself starting to dress that way. Um, if you ever feel like I'm not, I don't like these clothes or why do people wear this or these aren't comfortable? Why, why should I wear them? Then maybe you are wearing them to please someone else, which being a people pleaser is not a bad thing to a certain extent. But once you start changing yourself or doing things that you don't want to do, or you don't feel comfortable with, um, it's not okay. So, well, I would say just, um, think if, do you really like something or are you doing it for someone else? And it can be very hard to, um, find the difference between doing something for yourself that you actually like and doing something because someone else likes it or because it's cool. But, um, once you who think of it, maybe separate yourself from like, um, that meat, that medium or that, that means that is making you do that, even if it's just for like a day or so. Um, and you just one weekend decide I'm, I'm going to pick out what I'm going to wear and I want, and I actually want to wear this. Um, it's going to be a lot easier to separate the difference from that then on. Wow. That's really amazing advice. Well, that's all for today. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Sophia. It really means a lot to me that you could take this time out of your day to just come and answer some questions. Thank you for having me, Maddie. I was very excited when you asked me to come on it. Um, I, I started immediately thinking, okay, what am I going to say? And I was so nervous, but... Yeah, you did amazing. Thank you just so much. And thank you to everyone that's listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's interview. This is The Flower and Compass, a teen's journey to self-discovery. I am Maddie Seal, and we will, and we will be back for another interview. I hope you all have a magical day.